0: Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Light of Life podcast. I'm your host, Naomi, and today I'm here with Rick. Rick, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Sure. Thanks for having me on, Naomi. So uh, my name is Rick Ornelas, and I am an ultimate success coach, best-selling author, and the founder of Change.
0: Wow. Thank you so much, Rick. Uh, And so uh, you wanted to come on to the podcast today uh, to share your story. And so, the first question I have for you is, what near-death experience did you face?
1: Well, that is an interesting story indeed. And when, uh, so I, currently, I live in, in live in Texas uh, with my family. But about twenty, gosh, now it's twenty-three years ago, um, we were living in Southern California, and I had my wife, and I had. Uh, Two of my three daughters, they were, they were young. They were just one and four
0: back then. They're now all grown, but um, they were young, and we were at, driven down a couple hours south of where we lived to go to a children's birthday party. And as we were driving home, um, we were driving back home, and it was late on a Sunday afternoon, and the freeway was, um, was starting to get really slippery because it started to rain, and it was the first rain in a long time.
1: And so the roads were really slick and, and, um, you know, my car didn't have the greatest tires, but we're, we're driving along and we see lots of cars that had started to pull off the road because it was the type of rain. that's so hard that the wipers can't even clear it fast enough, but, but it was getting late and we're still a, a good ways from home. And, you know, we're worried it was
0: going to get dark and then it was going to be worse. So we decided to continue on and, um, you know, it was also a Sunday, and we wanted to get the home, get the kids home, get them to bed, and everything. So we continue on caut- cautiously,
1: you know, or maybe arrogantly. Um, and I'm driving in the in the first lane, in the slow lane, and all of a sudden I hit a puddle, and I lose control of the vehicle, and we start spinning out of control. And we're spinning. Um, I don't even remember which direction, but we spin across four lanes of the freeway, all the way to the left and we're about to hit the center divider and I'm trying to steer and I'm screaming and my wife's screaming and, and you know, I, I, um, my kids have been asleep in the back and for whatever reason, we don't hit the center divider. We come within inches of hitting the center divider and we don't hit the center divider but then we start spinning the other direction and we spin across the four lanes back the other way and we don't hit any other cars but we go off the freeway, we go up a dirt embankment, and we hit a brick wall, and we flip over completely, and we land back on the wheels. And the uh, roof was smashed down to about our heads, and the windshield is all shattered, and the right side is shattered, and the car is full of glass and the dirt, and our stuff is everywhere. And you know, I quickly check my wife and. She says she's okay, but her, you know, her shoulder was a little sore because that's the side of the impact, but she was okay. And my kids had woken up and they were crying, but they're okay. And I, I get them out and we have to crawl out of my door. It's the only door that opens, you know, we get open and crawl out. And we're, we get them to the side of the road and my wife is, is holding them as tight as she can, sitting on the ground, just crying and holding them and, you know, thanking God that they're alive. And this elderly couple had pulled over and the lady grabbed a blanket out of their trunk and she wrapped it around my wife. And then I'm talking to the gentleman and he tells me, he said, that's the most incredible thing I had ever witnessed. Um, I, I I can't believe that you're alive. I thought for sure that you were killed. And, you know, again, in my youthful arrogance, I was thinking, was it really that bad? You know, we're, we're here we got out of the car. But uh, the car was undrivable and so they towed it away and, and the next day you know the accident report that it, it said something about you know the severity of the accident and the next day I went to the impound yard to pick up my my things from the um from the car because they had to tow it away and it was sitting on a flatbed tow truck in front of the office and so I go inside and I tell the the gentleman in the office I say
0: I'm here to pick up everything out of that black Grand Prix and he's like which black grand prix? And I said the one on the flatbed outside, on the on the you know just outside the office here. And he looks me square in the face and he said, "That's not your car." And I said, "Excuse me." And he said, "No, whoever was driving that car is dead." And it kind of took me back for you know back for a second. And and then I convinced him it was my car. And he said, he said, "You're lucky to be alive because I can always tell what
1: happened to the person by what the car looked like." And then we get the accident report back, and the accident report said that we should have, you know, we all shouldn't have made it, or we should have all been um, seriously injured. But we didn't have a scratch on us, and you know, in, in it wasn't until I had spoken with some different people like that that I thought, you know, something, something special happened here. You know, we were we weren't, we weren't meant to, uh, you know, just to die in the in the accident on that day.
0: sounds like a really yeah that would definitely be like a life-changing experience and it sounds it sounds really traumatizing yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, i can i can imagine like how has this experience like changed your perspective on life
1: oh wow incredibly so um naomi and and originally it's taken it's taken many years and it's taken many forms because you talk about it being traumatizing, and you know I was young and I was a cocky young guy, you know, and I was self—I was selfish, and and here I had you know two young daughters and a wife, and I was still very much about myself and and not focused on them, and you know immediately these signs started popping up, showing me that I needed to focus on them more. You know, when we when we when the accident happened, and we been taken in an ambulance to be checked out to the hospital so my daughter and my brother-in-law came to pick us up to take us home and my younger daughter um who was just one you know maybe 13 or 14 months at the time she um she wouldn't get in the car she didn't want to get back in her car see she was so scared and started crying and and that's when I was like whoa this is Wow, maybe it was more serious than I'm thinking. Here, I'm thinking, ah, this is no big deal. We're fine, right? And she wouldn't even get back in her car seat. And then, over the next few weeks and months, I started really, you know, connecting spiritually, and, and you know, I would find myself daydreaming, sitting in there just thinking about what had happened and what could have happened, and everything, and you know how tragic it would have. Been been if anything had happened to my family you know with me driving and I, I wrote I wrote um what I call the to-do list for every day and it was 10 10 things that I wanted to live my life by and it said things like be grateful be present live like it's the last day of your life treat everyone with love and respect and and focus on your family and and that was the early foundation of me really changing my life and completely focusing on my family. They became, you know, everything that I live for and still am, you know, everything that I live for. And being, you know, a person that was more focused on helping others and serving others. And, um, and then also more focused on, um, on God because I felt I had been, you know, given a blessing and a gift of still being
0: alive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like when we're in these like different when, when we're in these like life-threatening events, that we um, it it totally like changes our perspective. And uh, I, I I totally understand uh, your your point of view on that. Um, is is there anything else you would like to share?
1: Um, well, just because I think it's relevant is that when. Um, Thank you for asking. When I was going through that period of those couple months of reflection and and, and really digging inside to change the person that I was, um, as I said, I would I would sit there, sit, sit in my car because I had to drive for work. So I'd sit in my car and I I'd, I'd think about different things, and and my mom had was so strong strongly believed that our our uh, guardian angel had protected us, right? She said, oh, your guardian angel protected you in this situation. And so she gave me this little angel pin, this little tiny angel pin to put in my car and I stuck it on the visor of my car. And one day I'm sitting there staring up at this this little angel pin and all of a sudden, the idea for, um, that would become my book 20 years later, um, hit me like I had just watched it, like I just watched it as a movie. And my book is called 12 Hours of Heaven Lessons for a Better World. And that whole story that would become the book came to me in that instant that I was there looking up at that little guardian angel pin. And at the time, I thought, wow, this is really special. I need to write this down. And so I, I wrote maybe about a page in Word. And then I went back to life, and I just forgot about it. And, I, you know, I, like I said, I tried to focus on my family and trying to be the best person I I. I could be and i think it i think the story didn't come out until 2020 where you know when i wrote my book during the, the quarantine times because i think i wasn't ready i think i had to undergo those 20 years of life and learning to you know love deeply and and help others and and really um really become the person who i was meant to be that um to write that story and so I think that you know that shows to go back to your original question, Naomi, about you know how did I change, what did I learn, right? I think that you know those those some of those lessons they they took a long time to to seed in, and um, you know and then they were kind of all culminated in um, you know a few years back when I when I wrote the book. Wow, that's really inspiring. Uh,
0: what, what, what was your what was your book about? So 12 Hours of Heaven is about, um, and again, inspired by that accident, but it's about an angel who is sent down from heaven um, to help some different individuals on earth, and he finds himself trapped in an elevator with 10 strangers, um, and they don't know he's an angel, and he's trapped in this elevator with them for a period of 12 hours overnight. They're trapped overnight in this elevator. And during that time of being trapped together, he's able to help them all through the biggest challenges that they face in their lives. And you know, that's where the subtitle comes from, Lessons for a Better World. But those those uh, lessons for a
1: better world are some of the original things that I wrote about in, um, in that list that I wrote after the accident. So being grateful, being present, um, loving, you know, serving others—those are some of the things that uh, that I learned as a result of those accidents. So they made it into the book all of those years later.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think those are really important life lessons, and uh, thank you for sharing uh, about those and for, for writing a book that's so that's, that's really inspiring. And I think I, I think you're doing a great job, like um, with uh, the, the like the Spark Change website and the. Uh, um, in, in, in your book, you're helping a lot of people, and that, thank you for that. That's really inspiring. <laughs>
1: yeah, thank you, Nima.
0: Thank you for coming on to the podcast today. Thank you for sharing your story. Uh, this this was this was really important to share with people, and I'm and, and, and I'm so thankful that you wanted to come on. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's been my pleasure. I appreciate you having me on, and hopefully, like you said that I shared will will help, you know, someone else on their journey or inspire them in some way.